0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace where people far from God experience life in Christ. Sit back and relax and listen to today's message and be blessed. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, when... In due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. Father, we just come before you this morning, Lord, and we just thank you for your awesome presence here with us today, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to share your word to your people. Father, I pray that I may decrease, Lord God, and I pray, oh God, that your word will go forth and that our lives will be changed father we pray oh God that we will look beyond who is presenting the word and look to your word and may, let it change our lives father we just pray O oh God that your Holy Spirit will be with us that your Holy Spirit will help me deliver your word father we just thank you for pastor Arthur and pastor Alverna we just thank you for the work that you're doing here Lord Jesus Continue to strengthen them, longer. Continue to give them vision as they lead us, this mighty church, in this new season. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. Amen. So Over the past two years or so, I have been very blessed or very fortunate that pastor have allowed me to share at the beginning of the year on the matter of finances. Amen. Last year, I remember sharing on dollars and cents. And I'm pretty sure most of you probably don't remember a single thing I said last year. Not a single thing. I hope this year it's different. Amen? Amen. But last year, I I spoke um, on a variety of factors as it relates to finances. Um, I remember talking about your credit speaks to your credibility. It's important to have good credit. Um, I remember encouraging our single folks that before you marry someone, it's important to find out their credit, because believe it or not, when you get married to them, their debt becomes your debt. Whether you believe it or not, you better believe it. I also spoke, I also remember, remember encouraging you to keep a budget. I heard Dave Ramsey, a renowned personal finance expert, put it this way, he says, when you get your check every month, Give every dollar a purpose before you start spending. Assign a purpose to every single dollar before you start spending. Live on a budget. It's important to live on a budget. I also remember encouraging you to work hard at your jobs. Don't be slackers. Giving the least effort and expecting the biggest salary. It doesn't work like that. Zig Ziglar put it this way. He was, he's a renowned motivational speaker, which I listened to. Um, he passed away l- late last year. But he was just good. He was a man of faith as well. He put it this way. A lot of people quit looking for work as soon as they find a job. They quit looking for work as they find a job. Let, not be, let that not be you. Amen? Finally, I in- remember encouraging you to give. We talk about the importance of giving. The Bible says in Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe, not just a part of it, but the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Then he says, my favorite phrase, test me in this, prove me in this. In Jamaica, we say, if you think you're bad, try me in this one and see if I will not. Throw open the floodgates of heaven, and then he said, he will pour you out a blessing that there will not be room to contain it, to store it. I know some of you are thinking, doing every time I hear you, you're talking about time. Every time I hear you, are talking about money. That's true. I don't mind talking about money. But the truth is, I really love you guys too much to allow you to eat away your blessing. I love you too much to allow you to spend away your blessings. I love you too much to see you not partake in what God has in store for you. So it's important for you to bring the tithe and offering in the house and then you, God is going to bless you in abundance. It's important to us remember that the tithe is the first fruit, not the second fruit, not the third fruit. It's not after the mortgage, not after the rent, not after the electric bill, not after the car payment. It is the first fruit. In other words, you write the check first for the tide, Then the remaining 90%, you do everything as well. So make sure that we remember that. Amen? So that's what I, I shared on last year. It's important to give you a refresher. Fast forward now to late last year, and I was over the moon when Pastor mentioned that this year We're going to focus on being a banner year. Not only as a church, but also as as individuals. And you may be wondering, what on earth is a banner year? He spoke about it earlier, but it means that it's more than expected. This is going to be a year of more than expectation. It's going to be above expectation. It's going to be a good year financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in every alley possible. It's going to be a good year. So I don't know about you, but I am more than excited about this year. I'm more, about, more than excited about what 2013 is going to bring for me. I'm more than excited than for what it's going to bring for us as a church. And more importantly, for you as an individual. I must say this though. When I look at my life most times, I look at it in two phases. The first phase is before marriage. The second phase is after marriage. I don't remember a lot about before marriage but since marriage in 2007 I can tell you for sure every year has been about a year every single year the Lord has blessed me beyond measure he has blessed my family beyond measure every year has been above my expectation above what I've expected so that's why I'm more than excited about what he's gonna do this year if you think last year was good think about look look And see what you're going to say December 31st this year. Amen? Amen. So it's from that backdrop that I want to share a few thoughts with you today. If you're looking for a title, it's going to be reaping your harvest. Reaping your harvest this year. I believe if we're going to have a banner year this year in our finances, in our relationships, spiritually, physically, in our health, we have to learn how to reap the harvest we have to learn a lot about sowing a seed you see a lot of us know what it means to sow you know we have learned for instance that when we identify a need in our lives we should sow into that seed if there is a need you sow into the you sow with a seed we look into other people's life and we see is there a need in their life and that's typically an opportunity for us to sow a seed we look into our church And we say, is there a need here? Is there a need here? And you sow a seed into there. It doesn't have to be monetary. It could be your time. Whatever it is, sowing a seed. um, It's important for us to identify the need and sow a seed. It's also important for us to understand that we have to sow our seed in faith, with faith. It cannot be that you just sow a seed willy-nilly. You cannot sow a seed based on my faith. You can't sow a seed based on pastor's faith. It has to be your faith. Not my faith, not Sage's faith, because her faith is small. It's going to be on your faith. Amen? That's how you sow a seed. Although you always reap more than you sow, your reaping is determined by the quantity of your sowing. You see, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 9.6, Now this I say, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. If a farmer plants a crop of corn on one acre of land, he can only reap what one acre of land can produce. He can't reap what 10 acres can produce. Not 100 acres. Only what can be, be harvested on one acre of land. So it's important for you to know in your being what your plot is going to be is it going to be one acre or 10 acres or 100 acres i heard a story recently about a pastor a lady who went up to a pastor after a service and gave him 50 dollars and says pastor i want to sow a seed i have 50 dollars. is this enough the pastor looked at her and says i don't know does this represent you does this represent your faith she took it back and she went home she came back a couple of weeks later she said Pastor, here is $500 that I want to sow here. Is this enough? He said to her again, does this represent your faith? She said, he went back again. Then she came back a couple weeks later and she said, Pastor, here is $50,000. I have prayed I have sought the Lord. And he said, this is what I am supposed to sow. It's important for us to seek the Lord and see what you're about to sow. Can you imagine what the harvest is on $50,000 versus 50 bucks? It's a huge difference. And some of us are losing our blessing because we don't have our faith to sow the big seed. Only the little seed, which is not stretching our faith any at all. It's easy to just come up and say, you know, I'm going to sow a seed of 50 bucks. It doesn't move you. It doesn't move your pocket. But when it comes to sowing a thousand bucks, that's a different matter. I remember a couple years ago, just before, I think I proposed already, and it was, and, you know, it was, yeah, I proposed already, and I was thinking about getting, I was saying, you know what, man, before I got married, I've always said I wanted to get my own home. I wanted to move my wife into my own home. I don't have any money, but Lord, I need it. And something said sow a seed here. And sow a seed in the gathering church. And I'll be honest with you. I wrote that check. And I came to church. And I was just like, I was standing there. Where I put it in the offering plate. And I was just like, the devil is a liar. I know it is not of God. This is, mm This is not of the Lord. And I'm telling you. I wrote that check. And I put it in sweating as ever. I'm just like, Lord, this is my savings here. I dropped that check. In the offering basket, and that was a Sunday. The Monday, Tuesday, out of the blues, I said, "Let me check and see if it would be possible for me to get a mortgage." Never thought of it before. How could I get a mortgage? You know, I was at the time I was the permanent resident here, so I was just like, "That's not possible." Out of the blues, I thought I, I went on the line and put in my information banks from everywhere started to call. You qualify for mortgage, we're going to give you pre-approved, 300 whatever the number is, a lot of money. I was just like, oh my God, is this possible? They want to give me that much money. And I'm telling you, within a couple of months, we closed on our condo, and today we have been living there for five years. And it's because i stretch my faith i stretch my faith and i planted a seed and the lord is faithful and just. amen amen so stretch your faith this year creeping is a difficult process though it requires a lot of work it's not for the weak it's not for the faint of heart it takes tenacity it takes fixity of purpose it takes a willingness to take risk it takes coming out of your comfort zone it takes patience, it takes faith, it takes some form of aggression. The Bible says that the kingdom of God suffers with violence, and the violence take it by force. Sometimes we have to take it with aggression. It won't come to you every time. Sometimes you have to just grab it and pull it and say, this is mine in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. we got to do it. You have to do it. So I want to spend some, some time now just talking about how you reap your harvest. It's important to find out, it's important to understand the principle of seed time and harvest. When I was a young man, one of my favorite things was to plant a garden. My father, every summer, that was his thing. We had to plant a garden. And I love planting corn. For some reason, I loved corn. Still do, still do. I go to ShopRite, and I buy a pack of sweet corn every time, religiously, nonstop. And every time I cook, there's going to be corn in there. Okay? I just love it. I just love it. I also planted peas. You know, when I went to high school, I planted, we planted carrots and, and lettuce. One thing I noticed, though, I have never planted corn and reaped peas. I have never planted mangoes and reaped carrots. I've pl- whatever I plant, that's exactly what I reap. Whatever you sow is exactly what you're going to reap. Nothing different. No different species. As it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. I believe this principle can be applied to our lives as well. It can be al- applied to our relationships. It can be applied to our finances, our spiritual development, our health and wellness. If you want friendship and relationship in this banner year, then you have to invest in making friends. You have to invest in making new friends. I found it so funny last night when I was preparing um, for talking to you, and I, you know, this, this, I had done this part already. Um, and out of the blue, Brother Ola, Ola calling me. Out of the blue. I'm saying out of the blue. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, honey, they know that I'm going to talk about this today. I could not believe they called me. And I was just so happy that they called me because we would have never spoken like that on the phone before outside of church. And I think this year, as a church, we have to move from just being the normal Sunday worship thing where we come and we hug up and we say, good to see you, how was your week? And we go by each other and nothing has happened. We have to take it a step further and call during the week and say, hey, what's up? How you been? How you doing? How you holding on? I think we have to start inviting people for dinners. We have to go back to basics like the old church. Invite people to, for dinner. Invite them to come over and watch a movie with us. Come, invite them to come on in and know our families. We have to stretch ourselves this year. Go beyond the normal. Go beyond the natural. Go beyond what we are used to. Go beyond our comfort zone. Amen? I love this quote from Zig Ziglar. He says, if you're looking to be a friend, you're going to find they're very scarce. If you go out to be a friend, though, you'll find them everywhere. Everywhere. It's important for us to be the one, to be the friend, not just looking for a friend. Make yourself friendly so you can attract others to you. Amen. It's important if you are expecting improved finances, you've got to manage your finances better this year. You've got to get help if you need help. If you need help, get help. If you're struggling with your money, go get help. Don't just suffer alone. Amen. There are people who are trained and can just help you get out of debt and turn things around. If you're single, Don't curl up on the sofa every weekend and do nothing and watch TV, okay? If you really, no, again, you can be single and don't want a spouse. That's fine. If you're single and you want somebody, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. Don't go out with the same girlfriends who have boyfriends and go to the same parties every time. That's not going to work. Can I keep it real here? It won't work. It won't work. Take it from me. It won't work. Join a group. Leave them alone. Go out alone. Dress up yourself. Hot. And go out. Go out in faith. Extend your boundaries. Amen? Extend your boundaries. Join a civic group. Join something that you like. Just do something different. Do something different. And see, you know, miracles do happen. Stretch your faith, amen. So you're sitting in that era this year, amen, amen. I don't single people, amen, amen. Love that, good. So this one, now. Oh. <coughs> My wife told me that I'm fat recently, <laughs> and I had to laugh. But anyhow, we can't eat late. You can't eat carbs and expect to lose weight. You can't eat late at night, sit on the couch, watch TV, do nothing, and expect to lose weight. It won't happen. The devil is a liar. He tricks you. It's not going to happen. Believe me. It's not going to happen. You've got to change your diet. Cut your portions. Go to the gym. Get some exercise in. That's what you've got to do if you want to lose weight this year. Last year, I said I was going to lose five pounds, not even one pound move. Not even one pound move. I know you still see me you think, oh, he's slim. Trust me. When my wife met me, I was 135, religiously. 135. I got married. I went to the doctor. He said, what happened? He said, you gained 20 pounds. What happened? I said, I got married. He said, oh, that's explained. That explains it right there. You got married. That explains it. Amen, amen. So yeah, let's. We have to. We have to. We have to do something about our physical well-being this year if we want to see. Amen, amen. Let's not be afraid to attack it. We have to change stuff this year. So the Bible says in Galatians six, seven, God is not mocked, and that means that. He's very committed to making sure that the following part of the text, the next part of the text, happens. He says, God is not Mark. And then he says what? For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. As it is with a farmer, so it is in the kingdom of God. We have to sow into the spirit man as well. Not just into the physical being. Not just sowing a seed to get a financial harvest. We have to sow into our spirit man as well. So that we can grow spiritually amen we have to soar into reading god's word more reading god's word more it has to become a daily habit every day i don't care if it's 15 minutes on the bus on the train in the bathroom if you get up early in the morning and you read it or you do it late at night i don't care how you do it but get yourself to the point where it becomes a part of your routine read the word of God because the word of God does a lot of thing to you. It changes you. If you want to know what purpose your purpose is, read the word of God. Don't listen to what people say to you. Don't listen to what the prophets say all the time. Listen to what the word of God says to you. Amen? We have to have the word of God at our fingertips if we're going to grow in the knowledge of God. I don't know about you but we, we fight so many battles and it's only the Word of God that is in within you can get you through some of these battles on a daily basis. The Bible says, That word have I hid in my heart, that I may not sin against thee. If you don't have the Word, trust me, sin, sin, sin is going to run rampant in your life. Because there's no point of correction. There's nothing to correct you for what you're doing. That is wrong. Amen? The Word corrects you. It corrects you. It tells you don't spend that money if you don't have it. It... It's a correcting tool in your life. It tells you that boy is not saved. Leave him alone in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's how it works. The word corrects you. It, it shows you the path that the Lord has for you. Pastor Edgar is going to run a lot of Bible studies this year. It's important for us to get engaged. Get engaged with the word of God so that he can change us. That he can liberate us. And that we can find purpose in it. So make sure that when that comes up, we all make an effort to come out and participate in the Bible study. Amen? It's important for us to also sow into our spirit by praying more. Praying more. I know I don't do enough of this. I don't do far enough of this. Sometimes I struggle in the mornings when I get up. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If I get to that. It is sometimes so difficult when you have so much things to do. So much things grabbing your attention. If we don't make these things routine and set in our lives, they will become a part of who we are, we will never get to the point that God wants to get us to. Psalm 91 one says, he said that, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide where? Under the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, when you dwell under his secret place, you're under his covering. You're under his covering. You're under his covering. You're under his covering. No matter what the devil throws at you, you're under his covering. When you want something from the Lord, you have to go to the secret place. When you want to know your purpose, you have to go to the secret place. Let's start this year right. Let's make sure that you make an effort. Make an effort to come out on Thursday night and and pray. Make an effort to to be a part of the three-day of prayer and fasting, and I know pastors say if you're sick, you don't have to. You're not. You're not cleared by your doctor. That's important. But if you're okay, let's try and fast. Let's try and do something different this year. Let's make the sacrifice. It's the sacrifice. Lord loves a sacrifice. He loves a, a sacrificial offering. Make these three days a sacrificial offering to Him and see what he will do for you this year make a difference do something different this year as believers we have to make an effort to sow these seeds you know not only prayer not only reading the word you just have to do some other stuff you know seek the lord for new gifts don't just be caught up in your one gift that you have there are so many other gifts out there so many others there's not only preaching there's teaching there's prophecy there's an exhortation There is help, there is administration, there is just a lot of other stuff. It's time for us to come out of our comfort zone and say, Lord, I can speak in tongues, but I can't interpret. I need to interpret some things because sometimes I I speak in tongues and I have no clue what is going on, but give me interpretation. So that we can, you know, sometimes we speak in tongues in church, but no one interprets. We need an interpreter in here who can say, thus saith the Lord. And that we don't only speak in tongues to edify ourselves but we can edify the body of Christ. Amen? So we need to get to that place where we're just not for ourselves, but for the body of Christ. He said that he gives you gifts, not for yourself only, but to edify the body. It's to edify the body. To edify means to uplift so that you all can know what God's purpose is, so that we all can know corporately what the Lord wants to do through us and in us. That's so we can know corporately what he wants to do with us in this community, and in this town of Teaneck, and in this Bergen County area, and the United States, and the wider world. Amen? So, those are some of the things that we need to sow into. But we also have to stop sowing into the flesh. Not just sowing into the spirit, but we have to stop sowing into the flesh. Okay? Amen? We have to move away from what I call the sins that we talk no longer about. When I was a child, there was just, I mean, I go to church, trust me, every Sunday there's going to be a talk about fornication. I don't know if, I, if it was because I was young, but that was the, all they talk about. Trust me on that one. Never stops to annoy me at that age. But, <laughs> it's a new era. Um, we have to move away from Lying. Lying lips is an abomination to the Lord. Stop lying. Tell the truth in Jesus' name. And face the consequences. No more lying in the name of Jesus. Let it not be named among you. Let's move away from greed. Don't be greedy. (coughs) Balance. Don't be greedy. Covetousness. Don't look at another man's thing and want it. Find out your own purpose and your, what your own things should be, not another person's thing. Don't no, look in another person's garden. Stay in your garden, in the name of Jesus. Water your garden, sister yo. Water your garden and watch your garden grow. When you see another man's garden blossoming and and blooming, say thank you, Jesus, for that garden. Thank you that you're still what you're still letting people harvest your garden because I know in due season my garden is going to be. Harvesting too, so thank God for them. Don't don't look at them and just be covetous for their blessing. That's wrong. We're leaving that behind this year. Amen. Leaving anger, anger. Some of us are angry. It's the fact. I get angry sometimes. My wife will tell you. I have to control it. I know, but we have to leave anger behind. Anger. We get. Angry very easily, we go over the edge very easily, and then we just say things. We say things that we regret in the end. Oh Lord, help these lips in the name of Jesus. Help these lips in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to pull ourselves together in this year. Help us not to just be loose this year. Help us to keep these things under under wraps. Let's leave away from gossiping, hatred, sexual immorality. Leave those things behind this year. Ephesians 5.3 says, For these are improper for God's holy people. In other words, as God's holy people, let's not partake in them. Let's leave them this year. As Christ's followers, we have to go back to basics. We have to go back to sowing seeds of righteousness. Remember, you reap what you sow. So one of the interesting things about this text Is that it speaks about sowing and reaping, but it says absolutely nothing about the middle. The time between sowing and reaping. The truth is that there is a delay factor between sowing and reaping. You have to be patient, it takes time, it's not an overnight thing. No farmer reaps his crop the same day he plants. Row crops such as lettuce, spinach, peppers, they take up only 45 days. Between planting the seed and getting it to your your table. Four to five days. If you look at nectarines, those fruits like peaches, plums. They take any time between three to five years. To be fully mature. So it takes time. You have to be patient. You have to wait a little bit. But not only does it take time to reap a harvest. You have to pay attention to your crop too. You have to pay attention to your garden. If you don't pay attention to your crop, then you can be overtaken by weeds. Weeds can overtake your garden if you're not careful. You say to me, "Doing what are those weeds that you're talking about? Those weeds are the things that you didn't plant, but that is growing in your garden. You say, what is that? How does that apply to me? It's that sickness that just pops up all of a sudden. Nobody knew this coming. Thursday night, as was mentioned, out of nowhere, the sickness just pop up on William. He was quite fine all along. And then out of nowhere, the sickness just pops up. The weed is that co-worker who's trying to get you fired from the job that the Lord has blessed you with. That's the weed. The weed is spending money that you don't have. That's the weed. The weed for us brothers sometimes is that girl at the office who is getting our attention. And who's threatening to wreck our marriage and we don't even know. It could be that man at the office who's whispering in your wife's ear. And of course, as men, we're always clueless. And we have no clue that that's happening, And they're threatening to destroy your marriage. For single people, it could be that boyfriend or girlfriend and he's like, if you don't give it to me, I'm going to leave you. Those are the weeds I'm talking about. Weeds just pop up sometimes in our gardens. Unannounced. I'm telling you the truth we separate the men from the boys We'd separate the big women from the girls you sometimes have to fight for your life while you wait you have to fight off the devil because he comes only to kill to steal and to destroy from you some of us have cried many nights sleep cried many nights cried ourselves to sleep crying to god to answer our prayers crying to god to, 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 to let the harvest come From things that we have sown. We as a church family have prayed on many occasions. We have come together. We have cried with each other. We have had tremendous times of disappointment and hurt. Life can be tough sometimes. Just tough. But the Bible says that they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. It also says for our light affliction which is just but for a moment. Work it for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I can't explain to you when you're going to have your joy. Trust me, I wish I could, but I can't. But all I can tell you is that the Bible says that you will have your joy. And all I can tell you is that that's all you have to cling on to. That even though I'm going through this thing, my joy is coming. Even though this thing is battering me all over, my joy is coming. Someday soon, my joy is coming. He says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. And I hope you can all look forward to your morning and cling to your morning because the morning is coming the sun is rising soon in the name of jesus i don't know who i'm talking to other than myself but just don't give up yet don't give up yet hold on for just a little while longer you've come too far to let go now you've come too far to back down now you have taken too many bruises to allow the devil to take control but no 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 not 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 this year in the name of jesus we're going to hold on till we get our blessing. We're going to hold on till the blessing comes. We're going to hold on until our wife comes back home. Until her husband stays home in the name of Jesus. Until he starts loving me the way he should. Until she starts loving me and respecting me the way she should. In the name of Je- We're going to wait until the blessing comes. We're going to wait until the husband comes. Until the wife comes. We're going to wait until he comes in the name of Jesus. We can't give up on Christ now. We have come too far to let go just now hold on my friends hold on hold on don't give up just yet don't give up just yet instead I say to you go weed your garden go weed your garden sometimes you have to get angry in the spirit and just tell the devil not me you have to rebuke the sickness Rebuke every spirit in your house that's not of you. Rebuke everything that you know. This argumentative spirit that may be in your house. You rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And you say, not my house in the name of Jesus. You rebuke everything that's not of the Lord that is coming in your life in the name of Jesus. You have to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Rebuke depression, rebuke anger, rebuke sleepless nights in the name of Jesus. And you say, Lord, I want my peace. Leave me devil in the name of Jesus. Rebuke all the lies that the devil has been telling you. Sometimes he's telling you lies that you're not this. You are that. Give you self-esteem issues. But I declare and decree this year that this year we will overcome all of that stuff in the name of Jesus. Overcome us in the name of Jesus. Hey. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just have to push, friends. Push. You have to just push through Like the woman with the issue of blood. She had to push through the crowd. She had to push through the crowd. She had to go past the doubters, those who were just there looking. She had to just push through the crowd and say, Hey, there is Jesus. I need my blessing. I don't know who I'm talking to. But some of you just have to push through the crowd this year. Push for your blessing. There are going to be obstacles that are going to be there to prevent you from reaping your harvest. But just push in the name of Jesus. Push past the doubters. Don't stop pushing. Until you get your blessing in the name of Jesus. Finally, after you have sown according to your faith. After you've weathered the elements. During the waiting phase. It's finally time for your harvest. Tell your neighbor it's time for your harvest. It's time for your harvest. You can only reap when God says it's your time. No farmer goes and reap his crop before they're ready. If you reap them, they're gonna be young. In Jamaica, we say young. They're gonna be young, they're gonna be not ready. They're not fit for their purpose. If you reap them before time, they're not fit for their purpose. It's the same with us. We've got to wait until God says it's your season, it's your season to reap your harvest i believe that this year a lot of us is going into that season some of you you may may not be but some of us a lot of us are going into that season where it's reaping time this year is going to be reaping season for a lot of us and you've got to be ready for it you've got to walk in it you have to proclaim it you have to declare it you have to say lord this is my season lord don't allow my season to pass me without me seeing that it is my season because it is possible that you could be sitting on your pouch looking over, the crops are ready. And someone might come and steal your crop, and you just didn't realize that the crops are ready. So Lord, help us to see that it is our season. But reaping also is it's a very difficult thing. It's not something that's just easy. It's challenging too. No one bothers you when you're sowing. No one bothers you when you are going through when you're going through your, your trials and your temptations during your waiting space. As a matter of fact, people tend to leave you alone. Because that time, it's just tough. You know, you have to be there weeding your garden. You have to be sowing in the sun. You have to be working, toiling. Nobody bothers you. But the minute that you begin to reap, everybody has an attitude. Everybody begins to get jealous of your blessing. No one sees the student who is in the library every night studying their books. But the fact that they begin to get A's and B's, they're on the honors roll, then people start to talk about them. Oh, they think you're better than we because we are not on the honors roll. People just have an attitude when you become successful. It's real. I'm telling you. Nobody bothers you. Nobody bothers your husband when he had nothing. Nobody whatsoever. But know that you brush him up, you took him, You brush him up, You give him new clothes. He's saved. He has a great job. He has a car. You fix his teeth. Glory to God. Then all of a sudden, the single lady starts looking at him. Hey, but the devil is a liar. No, 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 no. Hey, the devil is a liar. Come on, brothers. We can't allow anybody to steal us from our, our wives. Don't allow it in the name of Jesus. If you're married to her, stick with her in the name of Jesus. Until death do us part. We have to change our mindset. The divorce is not an option in this place. It's not an option. It is not an option. It's not something we think about. The Miss Little over there, or Miss Fine thing over there. When she steps up to you. Be brave enough to say I have eyes for one woman only in the name of Jesus Sisters, the same thing go for you too you need to know that it's only one man and that's your man so when somebody has come up in your face it's important for you to say I have eyes for one man only and that's my husband amen amen don't let anybody come in your garden okay amen You see, the fact is that some people like to reap the benefits, but they don't want to toil in the field. They want to reap the benefits, but they don't want to toil in the field. They want to sit on a porch and watch you grinding through. And when it's harvest time, they get up and they say, let me help you reap devil is a liar. <clears throat> they want to sit back passively. Don't sow anything. And then like a thief. Like a thief. Once it's harvest time. They want to reap your harvest. They want to reap it with you. Not looking either. Listen. I, I believe we have to be. In tune to the spirit this year. Because there are going to be people. Who want to reap your harvest. For you. After you have sown. And you have sweated. And you have worked through everything. And you have. Tried everything possible and nothing happened. And now God is saying, it's your time for me to bless you. They're going to come and co- say, I want to help you reap your garden. The devil is a Tell them to go back to your garden in the name of Jesus. And allow you to reap your crops in the name of Jesus. Reap the abundance in the name of Jesus this year. Reap, reaping is an action word. It requires you to do something. A farmer has to get up and reap his oranges, his grapes, his mangoes, whatever it is. The beautiful thing about harvesting though is that you always get more than you sow. You always get more than you sow. When I sowed one grain of corn and I got an ear of corn coming up, I've got so many ears of corn, probably 10, probably five ears of corn. And then on each ear there is so much more corn. When the Lord gets ready to bless you, when he's getting ready to bless you this year, you won't have room to contain it. That seed that you have sowed, It's going to grow. It's going to bear fruit. And that fruit is going to be above your expectations. Above your expectations. Above your expectations this year. He says you won't have room to contain it. I don't know what you're believing for. I know what I am believing for. But I'm expecting the abundance this year. I'm expecting the abundance, not only financially, but spiritually. I'm expecting new gifts this year. New gifts this year in the name of Jesus. I want you to expect more from God this year. In order for him to blow your expectations, you have to have big expectations. Write them down in the name of Jesus. Write your expectations for this year down. Just don't go through the year without no purpose, no direction, find direction. Go Go and spend some time in the secret place with the Lord and say, Father, show me where I should be going this year. What should I be doing this year? What should I be accomplishing this year? What should I be doing for you this year? It has to be more than just sitting and watching on a bench. It has to just watch, be more than watching the television. It has to be something else. Show me your purpose for me this year. Show me this year, Lord Jesus, what you have for me to do this year. Amen. You can't be passive this year, people. We can't be passive. We can't just be sitting down. And We've got to be people of action. We have to go possess our land. We have to go possess the promised land. We have to fight through the weeds. And we have to go and get our harvest. My prayer is that every one of us will reap what we sow this year. Go and take back what the enemy has stolen from you. I don't know what that is, but you know. Take back your peace. Take back your joy. Take back your marriage. Take back your family. Leave depression behind. Leave sin behind. Take back your finances. Take hold of your blessings. In closing, as we enter into this banner year, I leave you with this verse to ponder. 1 Corinthians 29.9. And it says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I know you sowed, and I know you're expecting a particular harvest. But remember this. This is your banner year. So instead of what you're expecting, God is going to blow your mind with a lot more. A lot more. A lot more not only a husband but a house and only a car but more finances not only speaking in tongues but interpretation just a lot more I pray that you all get to that point where you say Lord this is my year and I'm not gonna allow my blessing to pass me by this is a year of abundance but what are you believing for? Make sure you know what you are believing for. Find something to believe for and say, God, I am expecting this from you this year. And when you get it, testify about it. Make sure you come and share it with everybody. Share what the God has done. I'm not sure what stage you're in. I don't know if you're sowing. What if you are sowing? Sowing faith. Sowing faith this year. If you're in waiting phase and you're facing battles, press through. Press through. Don't give up yet. Harvest time is near. Keep on fighting towards your blessing. Press through the crowd. Press through the naysayers. Press through the hypocrites. Just keep pressing until you get to your blessing. If you are going through your weeds, make sure that you share with others. Come beside somebody and say, hey, I'm going through. I am fighting this battle and I need help. I can't do it. I am weak at this point. I need you to pray me through. There are times as Christians where we are just so, I don't know what the word is. We are dying, we are drowning, and we will never open our mouth and say, hey, I need help. Trust me, everybody here is going through something. One of my favorite pastors, Bill Habers, put it this way, he always say, we are all in recovery together and we all have to recognize that we all are reco- recovering from something. I don't care what it is but who you are but we are all recovering from something. We're all going through something. So let's just come together. Let's pray together and call someone and say, "Hey, Dwayne." That's one like Olu. I am going through something and I need you to pray me through. Be open. Open. we don't have to hide everything Be open with each other and say hey i'm telling you something and i know it's going to be in confidence you're not going to tell everybody else but find somebody and pray with them pray through your weeds amen and finally if you're reaping if this is your year to reap Share with others. Tell them your testimony of what you have sown and what the Lord has done. Encourage them by your testimony so that they can know that our God is still in the business of working miracles. Share your testimony to others. I don't care what stage you're in, but know this, the best is yet to come. The best is still yet to come. So if you're sowing, harvest time is coming. If you're weeping and you're weeping through stuff, joy is coming. Joy is coming. If you're going through the weeds of your garden and you're waiting for harvest time, know this, harvest time is near. And if you're in harvest time, Sing a joyful song unto the Lord. Give thanks. Pray for those who are coming through. That we all can reap. Our harvest. In this year. Let the church say amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. And give Jesus praise. Come on, just a little bit more. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together and give him praise. Put him, give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Oh, he's good. Oh, Lord, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Lord God, your love sustains us. Your love sustains us, Lord Jesus, through every stage that we go through. Come on, just stand to your feet. Listen, I don't know what phase you're in. You may be in all three phases. You may be sewing something. You may be, Lord, I can't wait anymore. You know, it's just tough. I'm just hanging on by a thread maybe, probably you're reaping. But whatever phase you're in, I know it's not easy. It's not easy in any phase. And I I just, I know that only Jesus can help us. Pastor can't help you. I can't help you. Nobody can but Jesus. And I just Pray that we all find time this year to spend time in His Word and spend time re- praying before Him. As Jonathan played, let's just take 30 seconds and just whisper a prayer to the Lord. Ask Him to take you through whatever phase you're in. ask him to take you through. Ask him to take your hand when your hand gets weak. When we can't do anything, when we ourselves have no way of seeing a way out, ask him to just wrap us in his arm and just take us. When we need to be comforted, Lord, just comfort us. already, but if, if you're there and you feel like, you know what, I need to step out of my seat and just go to the altar and just have an encounter with God. I need to have an encounter with Him. If that's you or if you're not saved or if you you just feel like, you know what, I want to just commit my 2013 to the Lord or whatever it is that you feel. If you feel led to come to the altar, I don't want you to come if you just feel like coming. Just If you feel led to come, just come to the altar. Father, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for speaking to us today, Lord Jesus, clearly, what you you desire for us to hear, Lord Jesus. Father, we are all in different eras of our life. We are all in different phases, Lord Jesus. Some of us are just sowing. Some of us are seeking you this year for what should this be sowing in faith, Lord God? Some of us are battling the weeds, While we wait for our harvest, Lord Jesus. And some of us are reaping, Lord God. Father, we just pray for your presence. We need your presence, Lord Jesus, through all of this. We need your direction, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray for us fresh anointing. A fresh anointing for this new season, Lord. A fresh anointing, Lord God, so that we can hear what thus saith the Lord. So that we can do what we need to do in the right season. Not out of season, but in season. Help us to be in tune to you, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray you bless your people. Bless them with abundance this year, Lord Jesus. Bless them financially, spiritually. Bless them relationally. Bless them with friendships this year, Lord Jesus. Bless them, Father, help them to be bursting at the seam, Lord Jesus with the abundance of blessing that you have for them and help them Lord to know when it's their season and for them to take action in their season Lord God, and them to cling to their blessing push for it and fight for it and keep it in the name of Jesus father we just pray God you bless us spiritually help us to spend more time in your word Lord God and from today Lord Jesus Set our conscience alive about reading your word and praying on a daily basis. Let it never be another day where we go through and there is not an an unction, there is not a pricking of our heart to say, you have not read your Bible yet. It's not time to sleep, but you need to read your Bible and pray to the Lord. Help us to seek you more. Help us to change, Lord God. Help us to change from the inside out, Lord Jesus. And help us to realize, Lord Jesus, that You have the best in store for us. That this year, the best is still yet to come. So, Lord, we receive it, we proclaim it, and we declare it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let us all put our hands together and just give God a big, big praise. Hallelujah.